Hey everyone, this is the VR Gear Daily News Podcast for February 24th, 2020. We are giving you episode number 16. Today we have three great stories bringing you some information about some awesome VR headsets, including some cool technology around the Oculus Quest. We're going to be talking about the Vive Cosmos Elite and when pre-orders are going to be start, uh, I guess pre-orders are available today. today. Yep. Go check it out. We're going to go talk about the ever-increasing resale value of the VR headsets you purchased last year. For example, if you already owned a Valve Index or an Oculus Quest, you might be in for a real good treat when we talk about that piece. And the last one we're going to talk about is some cool tips and tricks uh, for hand tracking with the Oculus Quest. So let's start, Paul. Let, let's work with the Cosmos Elite first. Let's do that. I mean, I kind of teased. I, no, the, it wasn't even a tease. I just gave the, it just let them have the information right up front. Right. But what's the news there? So pre-orders are available today for the Vive Cosmos Elite. It was one of the headsets that was announced late last week from HTC Vive. I mean, really, do we believe it? I mean, everyone else is saying, yeah, we're out of stock. We can't even build new ones because everyone is sick. Everyone's sick. Everyone's called in sick. I guess around the Cosmos, uh, that's not the case. Um, The entire uh, set is what they're calling it will cost you $900. It will be launching and releasing March 18th, 2020. So that is... Less than a month away. Holy so you, we could have a Cosmos Elite within a month. Um, and how, how many did you pre-order this morning? Just four. Oh. Only four. So uh, like most, co- or I guess like all Cosmos headsets, it's going to have the same lens, the same display, the same refresh rate. Uh, the only difference with this Elite headset is that it has the outside-in tracking faceplate, and it works with the 1.0 and the 2.0 Steam VR base stations. Oh, it does. Yeah, so it works with both of them. Last podcast, we uh, we said it only worked with 1.0, but in the description, I clarified that it works with both of them, and it works with both the Vive. Oh, I made a big deal about that. Yeah, I know we did. You That's, know what? I bet they changed the the feet, the functionality after we made a made mention of it. They probably quickly went in and built <laughs> right before we published the podcast, and they built in compatibility with 1.0 and 2.0 lighthouses. Yeah, and so it works with the Vive Wand controllers and the Vive Pro Wand controllers. So uh, both functionality there. And other than that, it's um, it's basically the same Cosmos so, uh, headset. Where, where do you or- where can you order these? Vive.com, baby. But you can't get it. You okay? So nobody else is allowed to sell pre-orders of this. Like Best Buy or... Yeah, only Vibe.com has it right now. And it just launched this morning, so that might be the case where Best Buy might start selling them, but uh, right now it's only Vive. All right, well, hurry up and go order your Vibe Cosmos Elite. maybe not yet. Oh, okay. So if you you already have the base stations and Vibe controllers, uh, you could go buy this headset for $900. We don't think that's the best thing to do right now. We would wait for the Vibe Pro... Or the, excuse me, the Vibe Cosmos Play... And that headset will be the exact same as the Elite, except for the faceplate. So what you could do is you could buy the Play for $500, the faceplate for $200, and you would already have the Vive Cosmos Elite for $700 rather than the $900 that you would pay for extra base stations and extra controllers. So maybe go buy it right now, but uh, 
assess what you already have and what you need. <laughs> yeah, keep your receipt because yeah. you might want to return it. <laughs> All right. So that's that one. Not too much news there. But March 18th is the hard release date for the Vive Cosmos. Well, okay. Are they going to ship it on that day or, or uh, so it's you'll be get this, it in the mail? It's going to be the same as the Valve Index. When that came out, we were expecting it a few days after the release or, or the launch, right? But we got it in the mail the day before it was supposed to release. So I bet they'll start shipping it out a few days before, so everyone's having them on March 18th. No, I think that was with the Quest. I think uh, it was for both. Yeah, yeah, because we, we... The Quest got here a couple days early. Yeah, that's crazy. That was fun. It was it's a like, good little Christmas present. I didn't want it early. It's yeah, like yeah. everything Facebook does. I don't want this from you. Why are you giving it to me early? But it yeah, did come early, yes. Yeah. They they over-delivered for sure on that one. Well, cool. Uh, Vibe Cosmos Elite. Pre-orders open today. Go pre-order. Let's talk about... You know what? We have some of these headsets that are selling for more than what we paid for them. And we have multiples of them. Yeah, that's true. And you know what? We, um, we've sweat inside of these things. Ugh. Not a lot. I mean, I think with the people that we've invited over, they've sweat in this thing more. Yeah. But uh, really, though, we've used them. Like, they're used. They're used. And, and it's hard not to use a headset when you use it. Well, and it touches your face. Like, it's really personal. How many products out there touch your face and then you want to sell it? And somebody else is like, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with this, generally speaking. Like, I wouldn't feel comfortable wearing a stranger's ski goggles, for example. No. It's like, here, I've worn these for an entire season. Or like a headband. Like well, in you, sports. You could wash a headband. Uh, can you? You like, can, like, put it in the, in the wash. But, like, something like a VR headset, guess, yeah, you're you right. can't really wash it. But to... Um, the credit of both the uh, Index and the Quest, those faceplates can be swapped out. You can buy new ones if you'd yeah. like to. And, and I was um, initially irritated at how easy it was to remove the faceplate on the Index just because you're just like <laughs> yeah. fumbling around. It's like, where in the world did the faceplate go? Oh, it's on the floor. But it's, it's awesome. The little magnet attach mechanism, mm-hmm. very, very well thought out. I mean, every. It, I'll just really the, think the whole headset the is it's really awesome. just high quality. Everything from top to bottom, the removables, the non-removables, the ability to put your own little logo inside the front of the headset. Well, that wasn't what it was for. It, it, it's funny, like people have used it that yeah. way. They just said, "Here, no, it's just a, a port. You can plug a USB something into it." You're like, okay, USB something. Fantastic. Some people are using it for fans because they like to be in their headsets for more than a few days at a time. I don't know anybody. When you say some people who... Uh, It was a Reddit thing. People were selling the fans. We actually wrote about it a while ago. No, that... Okay. No, we didn't. We did. Fine. You know what? I'm... um, I guess that's true of anything that can plug into um, a USB port. And Mm -hmm. if it can power... I have a a laptop cooling plate fan thing. That's my favorite thing. I'm going to hold that or, like, strap that to my chest... Have the cable coming out of my face. Oh, these 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 uh these are some <laughs> Ah, that's right. It's Childex. Childex, there we go. It's an automatic fan for your virtual reality. I know Valve it, index. it implies something that isn't um I at least I haven't experienced. Overheating is subjective here because your your valve index doesn't give you like, hey, I'm getting too hot. Unless you're playing in a hot room, which I guess we haven't had that problem. No, our room is set at 32 uh, degrees. We are freezing here. But okay, so the the real story here is that you could have used your headset as much as we've used ours and go on eBay right now and say, hey world, you want to buy my used Valve Index? And guess how much people are willing to pay you for your used Valve Index. Paul, what's the number? The cheapest Valve Index we saw, regardless of usage, which the one we saw was just 
terribly used. It like, was used it as It looked a like pair someone like, used as socks. socks. I was like, why are you using this in the gym? And that was selling for $1,300. Wait, what came with it? Everything? Everything. It was the full kit. <laughs> so they're making okay. $300 after they use their headset for half of a year. Oh, I should do that with my car. We, that's smart. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a car it's used. I'm going to sell it for more than what I bought it for a year ago. If you happen to see this uh, outage of Valve Index is coming and you never opened your box, you could double your uh, expense. And uh, no, you, you could double the price you paid. In, in, right. You could, you could sell it and then buy two more. Yeah, so they're selling for $2,000, the <sighs> unopened kits right now. For the Oculus Quest, if that is unopened, you could sell that for almost $700 right now. If it's used, probably $500, $550, depending on what it looks like and how good the controllers function. For the Rift S, no one even, like, the Rift S wasn't even out of stock, but now that the coronavirus is around, it is out of stock, you could sell that for around $500 as well. Obviously, that's only $100 more than you bought it for, but that's free money right like like you can just sell all these headsets because people are willing to buy them right now because there's no other place to buy them uh so if you have any of these headsets unopened you can you're in for a big payday all right well good um maybe we should sell all of our stuff liquidate you know just wait (laughs) sit on our hands and then buy even more Cool. All right. That was our second one. So if you're in the market to buy one, you're going to be paying a premium. If you are the proud owner of one and you can go a couple months without it, maybe selling it's a good idea. Who knows? All right. Let's talk about hand tracking. What what do we got here? Because honestly, hand tracking works pretty well, but there's there aren't very many experiences designed to take advantage of it. So what are some of the cool new things with hand tracking? So the Oculus Quest uh, doesn't have any apps or games that use hand tracking just yet. Um, if you have one, it means you use SideQuest, which is a little unreliable right now, considering those are the apps that Facebook never approved. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, Oculus, on their de- developer page, um, wrote a long, long, in-depth guide on how to use hand tracking inside of apps and how to design with the hand tracking. So the overarching idea in there was hands aren't controllers, they have more input. They have more functionality. Stop trying to make hands controllers and, like, replacing the touch controllers. Because so, apparently with the apps that they're getting right now and that are being submitted to them, they aren't that good. So Oculus took some time to write a, a long article on how to develop with the hands in virtual reality. And in our article, we didn't really touch on what they said specifically, but we gave a, a brief outline on it. Um, If you want to go check that out, just type in Oculus Developer Blog, and it'll be the first page there. But uh, some of the stuff they said in there was really interesting. Um, If you go on their page, there's going to be a long array of GIFs. GIFs? GIFs? GIF, like peanut butter, according to the person who came up with the word GIF. But I say GIF because, you know what, screw that guy. It's a G, you know? (laughs) (laughs) What does he have to say about it? Anyway, uh... It's pretty cool to see the different options that uh, Oculus is giving developers to work with their hands. Oh, okay. Well, um, I tried it. Have you tried it? I haven't. It's it's uh, it's impressive when you are moving through the menus, um, and we we talked we, about this previously. Certain experiences are better with controllers. Like for example, 
building a house would you like to do it with just your hands no okay no. how about how about you know uh, being in a gunfight would you like to do it with just your hands no i need my uh, gun how about fighting off a dragon with a sword would you like to just do it with your hands right so like here's the thing the things that you do with your hands maybe it'd be interesting to do them with your hands but like control like and that's why menu input um seems to work mm -hmm. things that um require like a joystick i'd rather actually have a joystick that i can feel with my hands right um and so but this is actually a very positive thing that um that oculus has done with controlling the user interface with your hands it, and it, we're, we're looking at these gifs right now really cool uh different input paradigm like uh, they're actually pretty unique all around one of them is you, you grab the center of a control you pull it towards you and then a little like floating joystick comes out and then you lean that little joystick in the direction of the options you would like to select very interesting the the um interface i mean i guess the gesture to select things is pinching so it's really easy for the hand tracking technology to to detect a pinch mm -hmm. yeah right instead of just like like a tap, like they're doing a pinch and the pinch and slide. And so where before you would point your laser and then you would just like swipe um, wherever the laser is pointing. In this case, you aim your, I guess, your pinchers and then you grab where the laser is pointing. There's not a laser. It's like a little um, hollow circle. You grab where that is and then it will grab whatever element if it's grabbable, right? It'll engage it and then you can slide or you can you know, hit... Um, swipe or change the volume of a of a slider things like that so the and then the stuff that's closer to you you can just reach out and poke with a pointed finger hooray yeah. fantastic but i don't know how this is actually going to help game developers They're like oh because our game has oh none of these examples wait no our game has dragons and we need people to fight them with swords okay so you're going to pretend to hold a sword now with an empty hand why don't we just keep the controller in their hand Right, it's... But it, I do appreciate, like, there's a lot of work that goes into these design guidelines, uh -huh. and it's incredibly helpful for developers. Like, even beyond, like, sample code, this is saying, like, look, a couple of reasons why it's good. It's like, look, here's how he would we would do it if we were to design it ourselves. You're like, well, that's helpful because... Uh, you made you the guys, technology. You, you made the technology. And then the other reason that's helpful is because they're the ones approving whether or not it gets onto the store. And so if you just follow their advice... They're going to let you in. That's exactly what I Stop. said in the article that you didn't read. I, like, it, if what, you're a developer... You're just, like, reading my mind. You don't want to get rejected from these app stores because it, it just kind of sucks and it burns you. You're like, I put a lot of effort into building this and they rejected it. And then you're like, why did they reject it? And then they just have all these vague references to their documentation. Well, here's a pointer. Just follow the documentation from the start. Don't reinvent the wheel. Get into the app store and learn how to succeed on their terms. Or, you know what, go build your own freaking app store, build your own headset, and just, you know, build the world from the ground up all over again, which no one's going to do. So if you want to distribute on the Oculus store, here's some advice, follow their design guidelines. They, they have a lot in there right now. So uh, go check it out. But that, that's all we have for you today, right? Oh my gosh, you know what? I think today was a great podcast. and It was a shorter podcast. Yeah. It was, it was powerful and punchy. Oh, man. Really gutsy performance by both of us. Oh, you know what? And you know what? As, <laughs> as the Sweet 16 podcast for the VR Gear Daily News, I, I couldn't be happier with the, uh, the host and the co-hosts. The coast? The coast. That we had today. So anyway, hey, thanks for listening. Uh, check out VRGear.com for more 
VR news throughout the day and always. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one.